Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be a clean slate. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who spent the past seven years in the Army as a combat medic. He's done two combat tours in Afghanistan, and his therapist was the one who actually turned him on to my work. He said he was also recently diagnosed with PTSD. And so he's only been following me for about a week, week and a half, and he just goes through, through some of the things that just watching my videos and reading my book has really helped him with. And what I liked about his email is that you can see there's some transition points that – or a transition period, I should say, that he's getting into in his life. And every single person watching this is going to at some point in their lives go through a major transition, whether it's a career change or a breakup ends and a you know relationship ends obviously or you get to a place in your life and you realize that you just you don't have the same internal enthusiasm for your life as it is today that you used to have now the average person most people that you're going to we're all going to encounter in our daily lives they're just trying to get through the work week through Monday through Friday and they don't really have a compelling vision or purpose for their lives that they're working towards. And this is something that is absolutely essential to having a purpose and a mission, whether you're a man or a woman. And I mean, it could be just raising great kids and having a great family. The point being is that you got to have a reason for getting up in the morning every day. You got to have something that's really compelling. And you got to have compelling reasons why you want it. Otherwise, you're, it's going to be impossible to meet your six basic human needs and that's going to have a real negative impact on your ability to be happy and enjoy your life. And if you're not happy and you're not enjoying your life, it's going to be next to impossible if you're a man to successfully attract women into your life and be able to cause them to want to stick around. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be a millionaire or you have to have all your goals achieved first but it means that you got to have an outcome that you're trying to achieve or a goal that you're trying to achieve or a vision for your life that you're trying to achieve and you have to have really emotionally compelling reasons why you want to achieve it. So I got a quote that I wrote on this topic and there's a couple of the Instagram quotes that I've posted that I want to go through some of these as well because they're so important on this topic for those of you that either happen to be in a transition period right now or you're thinking about it because no matter where you are, you're going to get to that point in your life where it could be a job, it could be a business partnership, it could be a career that you have and with people living longer and longer lives these days, all of us are going to go through multiple different careers in our lives and having career changes and our ability to successfully navigate those is going to have a direct impact on our ability to enjoy our lives and find meaning in them. Because when you think about it, the average person that you meet in your daily life, whether it's a customer or just somebody you pass in the street, when you look in their eyes and you look at their body language and their physiology, do they really look happy? Do they really look like they're enjoying life and having a great time? Unfortunately, most people you're going to see, you're going to encounter are not. So let's go through the quote and then we'll go through this guy's email. The quote says, everyone goes through transition periods in their lives where they start to feel stuck, 
like their internal enthusiasm for their lives is no longer what it once was and an internal drive starts to push us to make changes and move in a new direction. Success and happiness comes from feeling like you are making progress. Growth as a human being is an essential human need and if you do not feel like you are growing and expanding as a person, you will feel like your life is lacking in purpose, meaning and value. Why? Lack of growth causes the feeling that you are not making progress. In order to reach your full potential, you must always have emotionally compelling goals and dreams that you are pursuing and emotionally compelling reasons why you want them. Without having emotionally compelling and worthwhile goals and dreams to pursue or aspire to, you will feel like your life lacks meaning, purpose, and often like it's worthless or pointless. The whole purpose of life is to enjoy it, not to simply find a way to get through it. And what I was talking about, I've talked about the six human needs that we all have, which are certainty, variety, love and significance, or love and connection, significance, in other words, feeling like you're important, that you matter, that your life has some meaning. The fifth need, obviously, is growth, and that's more of a spiritual type of growth growing as a human being learning new skills adding value there's lots of people that get downsides in their careers or they're with the way technology is advancing so fast a career that you might be working today might be completely obsolete in two to three years i mean look at uber you got uber which is complete is in the process of completely decimating and reorganizing the taxi industry and it's a great income opportunity for people that want to be full-time or part-time drivers or just earn enough extra cash to pay for the car payment. But if you look at self-driving technology where it's going to be five, ten years from now because guys like Elon Musk and other people that are in this technology say we're about three to five years away from having self-driving technology be so good that it's completely autonomous where you you'll literally click on your app and your phone and call your car towards you. And Tesla just re- released their master plan. And on top of that, when you're not, because most people only use their car like four to five percent of the time, then you can turn it into a taxi and let it go work for you and pick people up and drive them around completely autonomous. So, what do you think all, all those people that have jobs working for Uber or Lyft or any of these other services five, ten years from now, when the technology advances, all those people that are driving cars? They're not going to be doing that anymore. They may have the card working for them. But those are things to consider. Think about what's going to do to the trucking industry and eventually the airline industry where you're literally going to have – instead of having pilots on planes, they'll be completely automated and autonomous with their own, if you will, AI that's flying the plane. And then you'll have – instead of having two or two pilots on every plane, you might have – a couple of people working in a control panel someplace managing a fleet of dozens and dozens. So it's really important that you also pay attention to technology and what's coming down the pipeline because it may completely disrupt an industry that you're in and earning a lucrative career. I mean you look at technology that's coming along for farming and things of that nature. I mean you're going to see massive disruptions. So as as a self-reliant human being, you need to be looking at those things that may potentially impact your business or your career or your job down the road 
And your ability to continue to earn a high level amount of income is directly proportional to your ability to obtain new skills, develop talents that you may have because earning money is a direct reflection based upon the value that you can add as a person to any particular industry. And back to the six human needs, the sixth need is contribution. In other words, contributing to other people's lives, helping other people's lives or enriching their lives in some way, shape or form actually meets all the other five human needs. So this is something that we have to be very cognizant of. Like I said, for those people that have kind of hit the wall or the internal enthusiasm is gone or maybe you achieved all the goals in your list like I did when I was 30, 31 years old. All the goals that I set when I was 18, I achieved them all by the time I was 30, 31, 32 years old. And then it's like, what do you do? It's like, what did the guys do that went to the moon? It's like, how do you top that? You come back from being a part of this project that was over a decade of your life invested in and then you go to the moon and you come back. It's like, how do you fucking top that? And if you look at any of the astronauts, a lot of them struggle with alcoholism, a lot of them, their marriages ended in divorce and a lot of them really struggled after the space race was over and, and when the space program was discontinued. So all of us in some way, shape or form, we're going to encounter this at some point in our lives and you got to be flexible, you got to be willing to learn new things and you got to be willing to go pursue something different when the internal enthusiasm is gone because you can't just sit there and say I'm going to continue to do this job for my whole entire life. I mean our grandparents and our great-grandparents, the days of going and working for a company and spending your whole life in retiring, those days are gone. I mean if you look at how many companies come and go every five to ten years, I mean it's amazing and as technology advances, it's only going to get quicker. So let's go through this guy's email. He says, hey, Coach Corey, I'm writing today to say thank you for what you do. The, the subject says it all with no exaggeration. Your videos were recommended to me by my therapist who I've only been seeing for a short time after years of struggling with what I did not know until recently was PTSD. But there was more and more my therapist, who was also a Vietnam War veteran, saw it. One week ago today, I watched the first video and I haven't stopped since. Four days ago, I bought your book and I just finished my first of many reads. Well, I see that a lot. People will find out about my work and then they just start binge watching. And usually within that first week or two, they go ahead and buy the book. Some people will read it for free and for those of you that maybe watch this and you're going, I'm, well, I'm not really sure about this dude. You can actually read my book for free on my website. If you go to my website and subscribe to the email newsletter, you'll be able to read my book for free and apply it. And once you get to the point where you feel like this stuff is really working, it's really helping me, this guy really does know what he's talking about, then go and buy the Kindle or the iTunes or the iBook edition of it and you can also get the audible version of it as well. And so you don't have to invest anything other than your time to learn the best of everything that I teach. And there's no, I don't know of anybody else that is in the same kind of industry or field that I'm in that does that. And the reason I'm able to give away my best stuff for free is because I know that once you see the value, you'll come back and you'll buy books or maybe just make a donation. 
or you just tell a friend. Either way, what I care about is that you get the help that you improve your life because it's very satisfying to me when I get emails like this from people that are in a dark place or they're trying to save their marriage or they got laid for the first time or they got their first girlfriend or they got their girlfriend back or their fiance back and they're living happily ever after and it makes all the struggle that I personally went through in my life worthwhile because people can learn from that and not have to go through those decades of making mistakes that I went through. They can just get the Cliff Notes version if you will and within a short period of time be getting results that took me until my 30s when they may only be 18, 19, 20 years old, be getting results when they're still a teenager in their early 20s that it took me until my early 30s to really grasp and repeat on a, on a consistent basis. I feel like I've been asleep for so long and now I'm awake. Over the last couple of months, some very dark thoughts have been coming into my mind and they were becoming very frequent, something that I never thought would happen to me. One thing I got to say, I got to commend you for the fact that you went out and got yourself a therapist and especially one who was a Vietnam veteran because that someone like that, he's already been through it. He's been through those combat experiences. He's gotten over it and he's able to help guys like you that are – when you compare yourself to a veteran like him, you know, he's had many decades of living with this and you're learning to live with the things that you saw over there the rest of your life and it it's a traumatic thing. I mean when you see – like anybody that's been to war to see the things that they see and to come back and try to explain those kinds of things to people, it's you, – you might as well be coming from another planet because the average person, they just – they don't get it. One week after your work came into my life and now those thoughts are all gone. I feel more alive than I've ever felt in a very long time and I'm hungry for more. It's like that again that one of our six essential human needs the fifth need is growth and you're what's great is that now you're in that period where you're hungry you want that knowledge and not only when you want that knowledge you get it and then you got to go out there obviously and apply it you have to take action I plan to book some email coaching in the future once I reestablish myself and I'm in a better position financially but I thought I would say thanks and tell you a little bit about my situation as the start of another future success story that your work has inspired. I'm a 32-year-old man and I've been on active duty Army combat medic for almost seven years. Thank you for your service, by the way. I joined the Army later in life than most after I lost my passion for the business that I started that was reasonably successful, original, pays the bills, and then, then some. So this guy had some life success because most people when they go in the army, they're kids, they're teenagers or they're right out of college or whatever. And this guy already had a successful business and he decided he wanted to, to go serve. And like if you listen to me talk, I've gone through so many transitions. I mean my background is, is construction. I'm a builder. I'm, I have an engineering background. And if you had told me at 18 that I'd be a life coach when I'm 46, I was like first thing I would have said is what the hell is a life coach? And I would that would have just been something that wouldn't have computed back then. But when I look at my engineering background and how learning to build and take things apart and schedule things and plan things carefully, that actually became a real significant tool that enabled me to learn all the things that I learned because I approached 
life problems or success problems or relationship problems or business problems from that perspective of learning from successful people and then breaking down what are the behaviors, what are the beliefs that are enabling them to achieve these amazing results and then systematize it in a way that I could actually explain it to people and they not only could learn from it but could go out and get the same kind of results that I got. That's the true hallmark of a great teacher and as the late great Vince Lombardi said, coaching is teaching. I was just reading an article today about Bill Belichick and you know, I think he's been 17 years now, he's been the coach of the Patriots. He's been in the NFL as a coach for 42 years of his life. And it's like what keeps a guy – the guy's got four Super Bowl rings with the Patriots and two Super Bowl rings as a defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. Like. And he's in his 60s, like at this point in his life, why does he keep doing it? Why isn't he just sitting on the beach or going out in his boat or fishing or whatever? I mean he does those things but it's like what keeps a guy like that coming back? And the number one most important thing to Coach Bill Belichick is he fucking loves football. He absolutely has a passion for it. And even at, at this stage in his life, I was just reading about he's work, working with some rookies on helping them – when they're getting blocked from the offense, getting off that block just by focusing on simple things of where you place your hand on the guy that is blocking you so you can discard him, get off the block and get into the backfield and sack the quarterback or the runner or whoever happens to have the ball. And you can just see the passion and the love of the game and just teaching those kind of fundamentals. It's not like you learn those fundamentals then you teach them to a few guys and you never look at it again. As a coach, you're constantly focused on fundamentals because you constantly have new people. Like for me in my business, there's people that are going to watch this video right now. They're not going to see this video for years and then this might be the first video that they see and that introduces them to my work. And It's really cool but at the end of the day, coaching is teaching. It's teaching the things that I know to other people so they can go improve their lives and then go out and impact the lives of everybody else that they encounter. But I was bored with it and felt the need to do something that I always thought would be the adventure of a lifetime and I wanted to serve my country like every man in my family back to World War I. I loved it from day one and was very good at being a soldier. So what's interesting about that, I had a couple other Steve Job quote two quotes that I want to go over. And these are on my Instagram for those of you that haven't seen them yet. And this was this was one from I believe it was from his biography. And if you haven't listened to it yet or read it yet, I highly recommend that you get the Steve Jobs biography. Because you have one of the most brilliant billionaires in the history of business put everything he's learned in his whole life down in this book. The most important things, the differences that make the difference. And here's one of them and this is where he talks about getting fired from Apple because in the, in the early 80s, Steve Jobs got fired from Apple when Apple was one of the most successful upcoming companies in the world and he was worth about $100 million back in the 80s and he got fired from the company that he started and the guy that he hired to be the CEO that he talked out of leaving Pepsi to come be the CEO of Apple was the guy that fucking fired him. It's like, how do, you, how do you like that? He says, and this is what he said about that time period. He said, getting fired from Apple was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. The heaviness of being successful 
was replaced by the lightness of being a beginner again, less sure about everything. It freed me to enter one of the most creative periods of my life. And so he got fired in the mid-80s and he didn't come back to Apple until 1996. And Apple was literally about 90 days away from being completely bankrupt, running out of money and going out of business. And he didn't do it for the money. He did it because he believed in the vision of Apple and he wanted to make the company great again. But when he got fired and booted out of Apple, obviously he was very hurt by that and they went out and they started another computer company called Next Computer and this operating software that he developed with this computer company, once he came back to Apple, he merged the two and that actually became the operating system that all of us know and love today that was also the forerunner to the iOS system which is on all the smartphone devices. And on top of that, he got involved with Pixar Pictures, which he bought from George Lucas for, I think it was about $5 million. He bought Pixar, this animation software, and it took him about seven, eight years to figure out what to do with it. And he literally had invested $50 million of the $100 million that he had when he left Apple, half of his net worth in this company that still hadn't made any money because they didn't know what to do with this incredible animation software. Then eventually he came up with the idea to get him and his team to get together with Disney and make great animated movies. And then in 1995, that's when Toy Story came out. And then three weeks after Toy Story premiered in the theaters, they had an IPO for Pixar. And when Steve sold his stole, sold Pixar to Disney, I think it was like six or seven billion dollar company. Not bad. But most people would have given up. And so here's another quote. This is one of my favorite ones. And I've talked about this one in the past. But here's the exact quote. And this is something that all of us should be doing. He said, when I was 17, I read a quote that went something like, if you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. It made an impression on me. And since then, for the past 33 years, I have looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, If today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I'm about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. Now, most people, when they experience that feeling, they just go, "Uh, you know what, Um, uh, I'm just getting cold feet or "You know, I'm just having an off day. And they make excuses and they tell them, their story, oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, it'll just pass. I'm just going through a phase. And that phase turns into years and years of their life until it gets to the point where they just, they lose hope and they give up and they don't even try anymore. And they literally got one foot in the grave. And that's a fucking tragedy. So back to the guy's email. He says, I loved it from day one and I was very good at being a soldier. And in November of 2010, I left America for Afghanistan. I was attached to an infantry platoon who became my new family. In a year, I saw and did things that I won't go into at this time, but I will say that I didn't think human beings were truly capable of such horrific things until it happened before my eyes. I met my wife of four years on a dating website during that time and we became pen pals with a promise to meet when I returned home. So another interesting thing, just a side note, that that woman gave you, who eventually became his wife, it was a compelling 
reason to get home safely. Whether you realize it or not, it gives you a reason to come back. And those are those kinds of things when you're about to roll off off base in the morning, you make sure your windshield's clean, your gun's clean because the guys that are looking to attack troops, they're looking for the guys with the dirty windshields, the guys that are bullshit and the guys that aren't paying attention, the guys that are doodling on their smartphones. Or, those are the guys that get attacked. You know, same reason that why, why criminals go after the old ladies or the old people or the defenseless women or the children because they go after the people that are going to give them the highest probability of being to get away with their crime and you see the same shit in war. She was not physically my usual type but she was driven, motivated, confident and by far the smartest woman I have ever met who was nearly finished with nursing school. All things I found sexy as they were new to me. We married after dating only eight months. Yes, I know. But I never felt the way I did. Remember what I say about sales. People buy based upon emotion and they use logic and reason to justify their purpose purchase. So in most cases, the infatuation period lasts between six months to a year in most cases. So you figure after eight months, especially all that time away, Emotions are really high and then you talk yourself into it. But you really don't know that person because you've been away for so long being deployed. But I never felt the way – I never felt that way and she was hooked on me as I was seemingly a happy and centered man back then. Looking back, it was not the real case. I was just happy that I was alive and my priorities in life had changed. You had a compelling reason to come home, obviously her. I wanted, a, I wanted a family and something I didn't care about before war. You know, when you see all that death and destruction, I mean, it really, everybody I know, all my family members and friends that have been in combat, it's like it really sharpens the sentences. It really sharpens what is the point of all this life? Am I just another fucking meat sack walking around? Is there something else going on? Is there, you know, people really question their belief systems, especially their spiritual beliefs. Things fell apart slowly and I deployed again to Afghanistan in 2013, during which time my wife may have had an emotional or had an affair with my neighbor. I never got sure evidence as a different neighbor who was my friend and didn't deploy with us kept an eye out saying he saw them together often, took a picture but said he never saw a kiss or anything. He could offer a sure proof. Though after I told her a friendship with any man was not okay while I was gone, she lied to me over and over about the friendship with this man being over and I caught her in those lies three times from 8,000 miles away thanks to my buddy who truly honored the soldier's creed. Well, thank your buddy for that because he sounds like a true fucking friend who was looking out for you. In summary, I became a weak, spineless bitch and blamed my experiences in combat, blamed my wife and everything else but myself until now. And while I still have two years of active duty left, I can begin building a business I'm truly passionate about now and focus on numero uno, which is me, which is what you need to do. Get back to being that awesome, interesting, fun guy that you were that your wife fell in love with. There's a lot more to how fucked up my life has been these last few years, but I already sent you a book instead of a thank you message. Thank you so much 
for what you do. Well, thanks again for your service and what you do. Because without guys like you, I wouldn't be able to sit here in the comfort of an air-conditioned office and share these things. So without you, I couldn't be me. I couldn't do what I do. So thank you for that. And for those of you who'd like to get my help personally, you can go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page of my website and just follow the instructions for booking whichever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.